0: You're listening to the Confessions of a Hashtag Beauty Boss podcast. I'm your host, Angela Sanchez, beauty business mentor and founder of Beauty Business Co. I want you to believe that you can achieve anything if you set your mind to it. I'll be interviewing leading beauty industry professionals and discovering exactly what drove them to becoming the hashtag beauty boss they are today. Are you ready to be inspired? You're listening to episode thirty-three of Confessions of a Hashtag Beauty Boss podcast with today's guest Kelly Christie, skin educator and passionate skin therapist that has felt a calling to extend her knowledge through social media. Known as the Skin Queen, Kelly is embracing the fact that even though she doesn't own her own beauty business as such, it's important that she shares her passion through her own brand identity as her dreams and goals are set to create a huge impact for our industry. This episode is brought to you by our Beauty Boss Planner. Organize all areas of your life and business with the first beauty industry design planner in the world. Our shipment is arriving soon and it will be the best gift you can give yourself this Christmas. So head to www.beautybusinessco.com shop. Kelly welcome to my virtual beauty lounge it's beautiful to have you here on the show how are you today
1: thank you so much and I'm so excited I'm really good thank you how are you
0: I'm good I'm very good so where did I meet Kelly I have not met you in person we have a virtual relationship through Instagram <laughs> and um, I just have loved listening and hearing and seeing your content um you're an educator and have been yeah really knowledgeable in the skin world but now you're really showing up for other beauty business owners too so I just thought it'd be great to have you on the show and I can't wait to hear all about your journey in the industry but I'll get you to kick off the show with what your definition of a hashtag beauty boss is
1: Thank you so much. It warms my heart (laughs) Um, and hopefully we'll meet each other soon in person. But my definition of a hashtag beauty boss is somebody who is really dedicated to the industry and what they do. Um, Somebody who loves to invest in themselves, in their business and their knowledge as well. And I guess it's not about competition, but for community and collaborating and helping others, whether it be someone's skin, um, professional development or somebody else's business because as we're seeing this industry is very diverse in how you can help people in 2019
0: yeah it is, isn't it? It's a, like I always say this, it's amazing the different avenues and pathways our industry can take us, depending on what you're most passionate about, whether you want to niche into something specifically service-wise or sort of how you're diving into um, we'll dive into it a little bit more, but you've got a new ebook out as well. So yeah, it's so exciting. So share your journey. Where did it all start um, and tell us what you're doing today?
1: Yes so um I guess when I think about it I am relatively new to the industry um I've only been in the industry for 4 years now but that was because after school I didn't really know what I wanted to do and I guess there's so much pressure after high school to go into uni and to study and when I graduated uh school I was only 16 years old because I'm a December baby so I really didn't know what I wanted to do. So I kind of floated in and out of different uni courses. I did hospitality. um, I did allied health and I just wasn't gelling with any of that. So it wasn't until a friend of mine who I'm still friends with now said that she was getting laser hair removal and she told me where she was going. So I booked in for a consult and I went and had my test patch and I was asking questions to the therapist there about how she got into what she was doing because for me, I guess, when I thought about beauty therapy, the waxing and the nails, that kind of wasn't my forte and what I wanted to do. I really loved getting results and really loved the techie side of things, but I didn't know how I could actually get into that. So she wrote down the course where she studied. Um, So she wrote down grey clay on the back of a sticky pad and she told me how often she studies. And I was like, oh my God, this is what I want to do. So I applied for Grey Clay and you did have to have beauty therapy prior to get into there. Um, but I expressed how much I really wanted to do this and how I was in and out of different uni courses. But I think this is definitely the one. And I think um, Jackie, the head of Grey Clay was a little bit like, oh, if she's jumped in and out of uni courses, we should probably make her do a little bit of an exam. So I had to do a written assignment and an exam to gain entry. And I did, and I really fell in love with it. Like, cosmeceuticals was my jam. Learning about beauty for business, that was fantastic. All the different um, technologies and treatments we can do to actually get results. I was like, oh, this is where I'm supposed to be. So um, out of everybody who actually enrolled that year, we only had, I think, seven people graduate, and five of them were nurses and the other two weren't. Um, and the other two weren't even beauty. It was myself and another friend who studied, who studied nutrition previously. So was really proud. And then from there, I went into contracting myself out as a dermal therapist um, for a clinic who primarily did injectables. And they really wanted to get all of the skin side up and running. So I helped them like their protocols and how to do IPL, micro, different peels. Um, but I guess straight out of uni, a contracting position, it was so new and foreign to me and I guess if I was to have all the experience first then go into that I'd probably do it a lot differently but it's all learning we can only only grow from something like that um but I was looking for something for a little bit more stable income so I went over to one of the big laser chain clinics where I worked um between two of their clinics but that was short-lived I think it was only there for about three or four months because I guess the burden of high targets really wasn't for me. Um, I kind of was a little bit disheartened at that point. I was like, what have I gotten into? I've just spent all this time studying something that I love and now I'm being pushed into just primarily doing sales. So um, through many discussions with my supportive boyfriend, he was like, just quit until you find something that you really love. It's not worth you being stressed and unhappy all the time. Like I'll support you until you find the right job. Um, So, from the words of Jackie from Grey Clay, she told me that when you're looking for your dream job, write down your top three jobs and just apply for them left, right, and centre. So that's what I did for a really well-known cosmeceutical company, um, and I initially had the interview to work at one of their counters at David Jones, and they said, I "Think we'll be a little, you'll be a little bit bored in a job like that. We'd like to offer you something else." And they offered me. A clinical educator role. So that was three years ago now, and I've been with them ever since and absolutely love what I do. So, part of what I do every day is not only training therapists on how to use our products and how to do our treatments, but also helping businesses to grow every day and just, you know, be their best selves in a business and be really successful. And that's what really gets me excited. I've got like butterflies talking about it now. (laughs) So, that's me in a nutshell.
0: I love that. That's so good. So you're sort of like the entrepreneur of the beauty boss land. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> and so on Instagram, you call yourself the skin queen and you you have yes. as an additional platform as well. So I'll share this in the show notes for everybody, everybody to follow you too. But I remember when we first touched base, I think there was the interview with Robin McAlpine and you'd noted that... Yeah. Sort of, yeah, a little bit fearful to show yourself up as this skin queen, but you've got so much knowledge behind you and showing up authentically as yourself is what we always say is the most successful pathway a business can take. So tell me a little bit about the skin queen and what you're trying to do on that platform as well.
1: Yeah, well, it's um, funny because I guess I started that Instagram ages ago and it was when I first entered the industry and I had two separate Instagrams. So I had my personal one and then I had my one. And it was because I was learning so much that I was like, I need to share this stuff. Like, This is really cool. And when I got into the industry, I noticed that there was a huge knowledge gap between beauty therapists and what dermal therapists knew. So um, I had all my friends following my skin Instagram as I was calling it before it wasn't even a hashtag and everyone was like, Oh, it's so cool. Like, you know, so much. And I guess that kind of grew into lots of friends starting to like come to me for skin knowledge. And in particular, my best friend, she started calling me the skin queen. She's like, Oh, thanks. Just are the skin queen. And so I was like, Oh, okay, that's kind of cool. So one day I just thought this is too hard to manage two different Instagram profiles. I'm just going to merge the two. And I think I have been doing it a little bit more authentically and genuine since merging the two. Um, but I guess that skin queen, yeah, it was like Robin McAlpine said, she calls herself the expert skin therapist. And I was a little bit nervous to just call myself that, but then I saw nobody else had taken the Instagram handle and I was like, Oh, why not? I'll just do it. And I guess because I really want to actually help a lot of people, therapists, consumers, business owners on my different skin knowledge, because in the role that I am in, I'm always learning new things and I've made a conscious effort in the past 18 months to continue to develop my professional um, knowledge with the skin and dermal science and things like that. So to have a platform to be able to share that is really cool. And I've connected with so many different people from beauty therapists in Australia to estheticians in Poland and also America. So I guess it's to not only just educate consumers but also to educate and learn from other estheticians and dermal therapists and beauty therapists worldwide, because it is a nice community here in Australia, but there's an even bigger community out there in the whole entire world.
0: Oh, yes. There's a big wide world of beauty, beauty bosses around. I think that yeah. the, um, the blend that you've got with your platform is amazing as well, because you know I'm solo owned and operated in my beauty salon so hearing your tips and just being inspired by what you're sharing it also just makes me bring my bar up a little bit more for my clients with the the knowledge that I can share so even though I'm a therapist and I may know something you might share something on your page that I can just take and and yeah, basically become more empowered with the knowledge that you're sharing. So thank you so much for continuing to show up on your gram, your skin. That's awesome. Yeah, Instagram. <laughs> So you're in and out of businesses all the time being an educator as well, but what hurdles do you continually see popping up when it comes to running a beauty business?
1: Um, so I think the hurdles that I continually see when running a beauty business, and this is the outside looking in because i've never been a business owner but it's definitely training staff and therapists up to be as good as the business owner or to be the best Um, because i guess at the end of the day it's hard to train people to care about the business as much as a business owner would Um, however we do need them to be of that high standard because they're the ones on the front line all the time and i think sometimes as a business owner we wear so many different hats whether it be um, accounting or social media or Um, on the tools or, you know, all that different stuff. So I think that's one of the hurdles that I continuously see, just people struggling to train up really great uh, therapists and staff to be at that five-star level. But it's definitely changing. There are definitely some amazing people, amazing therapists out there who do care. Um, They are just like unicorns, a little bit rare.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And it's good that you're you know you're holding a space for them where you're also putting yourself out there, you're learning, your personal development's always improving. So being able to share that with the business owners too and people that have helped you, like I always say that with Beauty Business Co, we share the experts I've found throughout my journey because once you've found something that can help you save that time and overwhelm, then if that can help another business owner, then that's going to help them with that hurdle, you
1: know? Yeah, totally agree. I guess that's also part of why I started my Skinstagram was to just motivate and empower therapists to be the absolute best. Mm, Yeah, great.
0: Now, what are your top two important tips for the Aspired Beauty Boss listener to learn from when they're starting their own business?
1: So I was recently actually asked this question um, back in July. I went to a business forum and So I had some time to think about this and I'm still sticking by my top two tips. So um, the first one is always learn as much as you can. It's 2019 and there are so many resources that you can get online, um, podcasts, mentoring, different events. So not just skin knowledge, but different ways to actually level up in your business and how to do things within your business. I think that's really important. Um, Still surprises me when people Just go to work, do their job, don't put any extra effort in or learning in and then just go home Um, but each to their own. And number two is always focus on what you are doing. Um, Don't worry about what anybody else is doing because we're all going to do it differently and we're all going to have our own personality and spin on it and I think that's what makes each business unique too.
0: Yeah. Oh, they're gold. Thank you for sharing those. Just so important to reiterate that as well. Like, we've got so many tools at our fingertips and resources that we can grab, get help with to implement them into our business. But, you know, while you're cleaning your salon or um, you know, like in the car, getting to work in the morning, pop in a podcast that's really going to empower you and set you up for success for your day. Um, do things, um, yeah, basically feed your brain with amazing positive um, information. That it doesn't have to be actionable right at that time, but just by listening to it, it's really going to change your focus for the day to to um, yeah, be incredible at what you do. So that's important. Um, so thank you so much for sharing those. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, also that goes to stay with your podcast though, because that's also had a huge part in inspiring me this year. So it's so easy to access too.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for saying that. Like I'm obsessed with hearing about people's journeys. So as much as this isn't really giving you, Uh, to-do list to grow and um, move your business needle forward as such from an income perspective. But just by hearing someone else of how they started to where they are today and what's going to be in the future for them can, yeah, really make an impact in someone that's maybe struggling or trying to move past a big, um, you know, negative part of their business. So, yeah, Yeah. hopefully it's definitely impacting more. So I'm glad that we found each other.
1: (laughs) Yay.
0: (laughs) I would love for you to share three apps that you just can't live without.
1: (laughs) All right. Well, I'm really boring and I'm a typical millennial being only 24 years old. Um, So I don't even have to think about these. I think Instagram for sure. Um, I read it like the newspaper, (laughs) just a little bit sad. But like I mentioned before, it's such a good resource for learning and connecting about what others are doing in the industry and the rest of the world. Um, Spotify, because music keeps me sane. It's where I listen to podcasts. It's definitely helps with my mood at the beginning of the day. If I'm just at home cleaning or if I need to have a productive admin day or if I'm on a long road trip somewhere. Um, And then my calendar app. I think um, I'm a little bit of an organized freak. I love to be very planned um, down to the hour. And not even just with work, with my personal life. So if I could have my Kiki K diary in an app as well, actually, Kiki K should look into that. (laughs) I would definitely use that. Um, But my calendar app, I could not live without that. (laughs) So very millennial. Sorry to be boring.
0: (laughs) No, not at all. We'll have to, maybe that's a future project for us to change the beauty to an app as well. (laughs) Uh, What is one thing you're constantly searching for when it comes to support in what you do daily?
1: I think it really comes back down to the hurdles that I'm seeing popping up when running beauty businesses. I think something more that therapists can use as a resource to teach them different skills like retailing, rebooking, growing clientele and things like that. I know for myself when I graduated and when I went into um, my first job where it was the laser chain clinic I was rudely shocked to have massive targets and to not even just have targets with how much I sell but targets with rebooking and things like that I was not taught any of that at university and I think that's a massive gap but here's something I hear business owners talk about that quite often um, and even more so I heard of well, my colleague actually went overseas to the states recently and she was sharing everything that she experience and things that she learned on her trip and she was sharing with us that she went to a salon in America that also doubled as a beauty college and she said it was like nothing she ever saw before like state of the art she was showing us pictures it was massive but they had a whole section where they actually spend a day doing um, well teaching therapists how to retail how to rebook how to grow their clientele And I think that something like that would just be priceless in our industry, especially in Australia, because so often I'll hear of, um, you know, therapists being brought on with like 10 or 15 hours with opportunity to grow if they grow their clientele. And like, I try and help them so much, but there's only so much I know as well with all my experience. So I think something to be able to teach therapists, that would be amazing. And I think, yeah well, it could be something that I'm working towards too.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, gosh, whatever you know and can put towards that, like that could be your second e-book and, um, yeah, maybe charge a little bit more money for it because that's going to be very, very knowledgeable, like, yeah, very, very valuable to our industry as well.
1: Yeah, I think it still is a gap. And like I mentioned before, I hear that business owners sometimes will be talking to the different colleges and universities and sharing with them that they need more um, retailing skills and things like that so hopefully it's coming but you never know what the board are doing so you just have yep. to work on something in the interim
0: yeah absolutely yeah it's hard when um, kind of like the tastes and everything are governed by government I remember when I was working for a skincare company and the tastes only had so much dollars to put into their skincare and that didn't leave any products for them to be able to retail in college on their client days so it was just yeah. a grey area really. They didn't know what to be doing with the products after just using them as the face mask. So they didn't know how to recommend what was best for the client afterwards. Um, and then they go into their first job and they're a little bit, yeah, as you said, like blown away by having to make $1,000 in their target for their retail. So
1: Yeah, but the reality is we know that that's what, you need to do in order for your business to not only survive, but also thrive and grow. So we'll Mm. see what happens.
0: Yeah. Do you have any specific routines that you stick to to set your day up for success?
1: So it's funny because when I read this this morning, I have to admit I have fallen out of my good habits at the moment. I think everybody does from time to time. Um, But I definitely, I'm in the midst of pulling myself back into these good habits Um, But to set my day up for success, when I think about my higher self and what I need to be doing to have a successful day, it's definitely um, getting up and feeding my little guinea pigs. (laughs) I think that's very therapeutic. Um, And then having a hearty breakfast. And instead of sitting there on my phone, scrolling aimlessly, um, watching the guinea pigs, because it's all about getting back in touch with nature um watering my plants and yeah i think having no phone till after 8am so i watch a lot of different entrepreneurs and influencers and i learned from one of them that if you're on your phone before 8am it can really diminish the creativity you have throughout the day and i've noticed that recently because i've been a little bit tired and slack so i think i need to get back into that but no phone before 8am i'd recommend that to everybody you can actually set time limits on your phone, like screen limits if you have an Apple iPhone. So just need to reset those.
0: <laughs> yeah, definitely. And going like I even for me, I want to put my phone on charge so it's away from the bed. Because if it's a great idea is I also don't really like the feeling of that whole electromagnetic spectrum being by my brain while I'm sleeping. But I still Yeah my bed without being on airplane mode but popping it on charge away from the bed then I'm not actually grabbing it first thing in the morning so yeah it's all the little tiny things because yeah you can get up and um you know get outdoors for a little bit like watering your plants or going for a run um and then coming back and starting your day that way and making the coffee and doing a scroll
1: (laughs) yeah a little bit more creative rather than just head down into your phone
0: Mm, it's like a black
1: hole isn't it Oh, it
0: is. And then the to-do lists are, you know, you open up your email and you're like, oh my gosh, I just have to get going. And before you yeah. 8 a.m.'s passed and you've already, you know, not had a proper breakfast or gotten outside to get some sunshine yet.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. We'll move on to some rapid fire questions. What is the
0: best book you've ever read?
1: Best book I've ever read is Girl Boss by Sophia Amiruso. Um, I love that. I think that's really inspiring, just reading her story of how she started from nothing and then built this massive empire that she ended up selling for millions of dollars as well. I'd recommend it to everybody if they haven't already read it.
0: Yeah, she's amazing. Did you watch the Netflix series?
1: I did. And it wasn't as great as the book, which is always the case. It's still cool Mm -hmm. that they made it into a Netflix series. And she's got an awesome podcast too that I try and listen to whenever I remember but definitely yeah. inspiring. I think that's really cool. Cause she's a little bit before her time, which I love.
0: Yeah. And I love the fact that she built all that. She sold it for her millions, but it didn't stop her in like her direction too. Like she's still
1: very yeah.
0: a um yeah, a great representative into being a girl boss in the entrepreneurial world. I'm so all about that life. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Who is someone that you would love to meet in person?
1: Um, do I have to say just one person? Because I've got two. <laughs> That's fine. I was writing them down. I think um, Hand on Heart Zach Efron. But then when I thought about it a little bit deeper, I was thinking Erin May Henry. So she's one of the YouTubers that I listen to. She's only young and she's just killing it in the entrepreneur world. So she is an amazing mentor, um, really great with mindset coaching and things like that. And she's just badass. I just think she's so cool. So if I could meet her in person and spend time with her and pick her brain, I would definitely take that opportunity.
0: Oh, that's amazing. I actually have never heard of her before. I have to look her up. I
1: have to look her up. Yeah, she's so awesome. She's on Instagram too under the Game Changers Collective. Um, But she's just killing it. So good. What's one thing you've procrastinated about this week? I think getting back into my good habits. I definitely had a lazy weekend, which I think was needed, um, but I could have spent that time being a little bit more productive and, you know, getting my healthy food ready and setting my week up for success. So I think after this, I'll definitely utilise the time a little bit better to get back into my good habits. <laughs> That's good
0: Monday comes around so fast.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> what is something you would jump
1: at if you knew you wouldn't fail? Becoming an international skin educator. (laughs) I think if I could create a platform where I'm like educating the masses and traveling and sharing my knowledge with everybody without failing, I would definitely take that. Mm,
0: I can already see you on stage doing that. So.
1: like a large scale to west car or gay wardle that would be fantastic
0: yes amazing leaders if you were stranded on a deserted island with no wi-fi what's one thing you wish you had with you
1: i don't even have to think about this this would be spf (laughs) (laughs) true dermal skin therapist like hand on heart
0: Course, yes. All right. Well, that was a very quick interview. I'm so um, happy that we got the chance to chat. What is next for you? We didn't really touch on the ebook. Do you want to share what that's about and um, how our listeners can get a hold of it? And basically, share all your social media handles, and I'll leave them in the notes so everyone can follow you.
1: Yeah, sure. So, um, I guess with my ebook, so it's social media for your beauty business with my Instagram kind of growing and becoming a little bit more well-known between the people that I work with. I started to have a lot of clinics and business owners ask if I could do their social media. Um, but with the company I worked for, that would be a little bit of a conflict of interest and helping one person and not the other. Um, so I do find that like I mentioned before with beauty business owners, or even Medi Spa or anything like that, they do have to wear so many hats. You know, you've got to be the boss. You've got to do the banking. You've got to do um, you know, all of the rostering, the cleaning, the training, and then also social media. And not all of them came into business to actually learn how to do social media. Um, and that was the same with me. So many moons ago when I started out my first job contracting, I was trying to build up the clientele for the business and the only way I knew how to do that at that time was to market the business on social media Um, but I did epically fail at that and I did a launch night VIP night and I think two people came um, because I hadn't learned much about Facebook ads and targeting people at that point so over the past four years I've been doing so much to learn about social media for business um, Facebook and Instagram so I've attended a lot of um courses, I've watched so much YouTube, I've done online courses, and whenever there's an industry event, I'm front at center at the social media for business. So I really wanted to create a resource that was affordable that when business owners actually asked me for help, I could just forward on my ebook to them and also give them a little bit of guidance where they needed. So um, if you're wanting to purchase my ebook, there is a link on my Instagram and if you use the discount code beauty boss, you'll get a little discount at the checkout, which is good. Oh, that's lovely. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so no much for that.
0: I think anything that can, um, again, not just so save us time with that, but just empower us with a bit of knowledge to make the whole social media game a little bit more easy too, especially with the ads and targeting your audience. It's, Always changing, there's always a new tool to learn. So, an ebook's a great way because you can make it updatable as well for us.
1: Yeah, definitely, which I love. Yeah,
0: thank you. Excellent. And so, where can
1: everyone find you? Just um, share a few of your tags. So, everybody can find me on Instagram under Skin Queen. Um, That's primarily where I live. I don't have a Facebook page, um, but I encourage everybody to follow me because. I'm working on something next and I've been thinking about whether or not I should even share this or not. Cause when you sent me the podcast brief saying what's next for you, I was thinking about it. Um, and I guess if I put it out into the open <laughs> or put it out there, our thoughts become things. So um, I'm kind of wanting to create a little bit of a networking event early next year. So for therapists particularly um, to really educate, motivate and inspire um, so if that's something you're interested in then follow my Instagram for more details to come.
0: Amazing that sounds so good I know that you will have so much success with that because they will be in, you know like you've already got the network when you're having business meetings to share with the salon owners and all their therapists um, you know you're filling that gap that we just recognised was a hurdle within beauty businesses so sounds amazing and we'll be sure to share that on all of our pages for you as well yay thank you so much Ange you're welcome it's been lovely chatting with you and I can't wait to meet you in person one day Kelly
1: sounds good
0: and I'll meet you later Yeah. see you bye bye